Well, hello, and welcome to the very first episode of the Dental Life Podcast. I'm so excited you're here with me today. You know, as dental professionals, we are obsessed with our dental hygiene, aren't we? There's floss in every purse, in every drawer in our homes, all over our cars. It's everywhere. And we want our smiles to be beautiful and white. But what about our mental hygiene? How's your game when it comes to taking care of your mind and your mental health? Are you ready to uncover the unexpected parallels between a healthy mind and a healthy mouth? Then listen in to this episode because we're going to explore the surprising similarities between mental hygiene and dental hygiene. Welcome to the Dental Life Podcast, where we explore how you can have both a successful career and a meaningful personal life in and outside of your practices without sacrificing one for the other. I'm your host, Beth Heilman, former dental office manager turned certified life and health coach, and I'm here to help you navigate the challenges and opportunities that come from being a dental professional. Let's get started. You know, it may seem like mental hygiene and dental hygiene are two very different things because one is focused on the mouth and the other is focused on the mind. Today, we're going to explore how these two are actually very similar. As dental professionals, we all play a role in educating our patients on the importance of excellent mental hygiene. It's the same here today. This is for all of you, my precious dental professional friends. I want you to open your mind to the importance of taking care of your mental health with the same level of care that you give to your teeth and your gums. You know, we all have those patients that come into our practices and think everything is okay in their mouth because nothing hurts. They come in, they're resistant to filling out their health history. They don't see a connection between their medications and their mouth. They think they're healthy even though they don't sleep well at night, they're 25 pounds overweight, their blood pressure is borderline high, they have a stressful job, they take antacids throughout the day, they don't eat a healthy diet, and they rarely exercise. And they think it's normal because there's so many people out in the world just like them. But then the hygienist picks up that probe, there's bleeding everywhere. There's decay, broken teeth, missing teeth. That is not a healthy patient, despite nothing hurting. And they have no idea of the effect their dental health has on their overall health. It's the same with our mental health. We often think everything is okay because we haven't been diagnosed with a serious mental disease, right? But just because there's an absence of a diagnosis does not mean you're mentally healthy. If you find that you're overwhelmed a lot of the time, you're miserable at your job or at your home or both, you never have enough time to do what you say you're going to do because there's so much on your plate. You're multitasking, you're stressed out, you're burnt out. We have normalized that. We don't think twice about saying we're overwhelmed, we're busy, 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 we're burnout. And we say it like it's someone or something else's fault. We think that we are at the effect of our circumstances. It's the cards we've been dealt. And we have little or no awareness how it affects our overall health and well-being. But here's the thing. The medical model for health is based on an illness model. Basically, it says if you aren't sick, 
then you are healthy, which is a very low standard. I used to think that. I used to think that I was a healthy person because basically I wasn't sick enough to stay home from work. But I want you to change that today. Let's step into our power, our responsibility to care for our mental health and strive toward excellent mental hygiene. Let's not be okay with settling for mediocre anymore. I think we should start by first defining what it means to be mentally healthy. I'm going to give you a big hint here. It doesn't mean you're happy all the time. In fact, I want to offer to you that striving to be happy all the time actually takes away from your mental health. I made the decision years ago that I wasn't willing to settle for mediocre mental health anymore. I decided that I wanted the level of excellence in my mental health as I did with my dental health. Now, think about all the time and money you have invested in your professional life to be able to help patients with their dental health. But when was the last time anyone, much less a professional, told you to work on your mental health and how to do it? I think that is a crucial missing component that we need to address. It has become my passion in life to share with you the skills and the tools you can use to achieve excellent mental hygiene, to no longer tolerate behavior from yourself and from others that you don't want to, to not be okay with mediocre results anymore because you're capable and deserving of so much more. That's what this podcast and my Dental Life Academy membership, that's what it's all about. It's about providing you with the mindset, the skill set, and the tool set you need to have excellent mental hygiene, to be able to create anything you want in your life, to create the exact life you want. So why does this matter? It matters because everything in your life Everything that you do have an experience comes from the way that you think. And if that is true, then shouldn't that be the most important thing you focus your attention on? Isn't that something we should all be striving for? Our thoughts are the way we interpret everything that goes on in our world. So shouldn't they be important enough for us to learn to manage? Of course they should. Your mental health is what influences everything else in your life, your physical health, your career, your financial health, your relationships, how you spend your time, how you spend your money, all of it. And here's the thing. It doesn't just happen automatically. In fact, the automatic response of our brain usually works against us because it's actually wired for us to survive, not thrive. If you want to have excellent mental hygiene, you must override that instinctual programming. You must direct your thoughts using the executive functioning part of your brain. The crazy thing is, nobody teaches us how to think. Now, here are some common mistakes I see people make in trying to manage their mental health. Like I mentioned earlier, one of the most common mistakes people make in managing their mental health is they think it's normal to be overwhelmed, to be stressed out, to be burnout, and that they have no control over it. They think they feel like that because of their circumstances. 
It's because they work in a toxic practice. Their team members are lazy and gossipy. The doctor doesn't appreciate them or the team doesn't appreciate the doctor. They don't have time to do this or that. They can't possibly choose another profession or another job because there's no way they could earn the same pay they do now. That is actually backwards, my friends, because we are creating our reality in our minds first with our thoughts. Our thoughts determine the collective experiences we have that make up our lives. And then we think when we're going through something challenging, when we have bad things happen to us, when we bump up against obstacles, when we are pursuing a big goal, we think things just aren't working right. We thought we'd be better, further along than we are now. We think there's a major problem and that something has gone terribly wrong. Those obstacles are, in fact, our curriculum for life. Those challenging times provide us with our greatest lessons, our greatest opportunities for growth. We become stronger. It's when we resist them, pretend they don't exist, or try to escape from them that we actually cause more suffering for ourselves. I want to offer to you Life is 50-50. It's 50% on this side of amazing and 50% on the other side of amazing. It doesn't matter how much money you make. It doesn't matter how successful you are. It's not going to be happy all the time, nor should we want it to be. In fact, I was getting coached on this very thing a couple of years ago. I was insistent that my life was 80-20. It was a solid 80-20. And then my coach simply said, then your goals aren't big enough, Beth. Well, I picked my jaw up off the ground and I got it. She was totally right. I recognized all the ways I was playing small. I recognized all of the excuses that I had come up with for not going after what I really wanted. So I sat down with my journal, with my planner. I bumped those goals up. And sure enough, that other 50% showed up the self-doubt, the overwhelm, the confusion. Who do you think you are trying to pull this off? What is everybody going to think about you trying to do this? You know, Beth, you've never done anything like this before. What what makes you think this is going to work out? But look, I've learned that I can allow those feelings to be there. I can process through those emotions and move forward toward my bigger goals. They're not going to hurt me. I no longer allow those indulgent emotions to take control and take the wheel. No, I don't resist them. Here's what I've learned. I've learned when you resist them, they just become bigger and stronger. It's kind of like trying to keep someone out of your home and pushing against the door to not let them come in. That's hard, if not impossible. When I try something new now, when I put myself out there as I pursue my dreams, just like watching this podcast. I expect them. And sure enough, they're very dependable. They show up consistently. All those negative thoughts. But it's just like the bacteria in your mouth. You can't resist them. You have to manage them, deal with them. Look, I open the door now. I let them know, come on in, have a seat on the sofa and watch because we're going, we're doing this thing. Okay, another similarity between mental hygiene and dental hygiene 
is our diets. Just like we can't fuel our bodies with Oreos and Red Bull very long and expect it to function at the highest level, neither can we feed our brains junk and expect them to support us at the highest level. Junk food for your mind shows up in those negative, self-sabotaging, autopilot thoughts you might not even be aware of. It's the thoughts like, I'm not good enough. I never dreamed. Nothing ever works out for me. This is too hard. What's the point anyway? Life isn't fair. Or it's those thoughts like, once I get this thing or that thing, then I'll be happy. Then I'll be satisfied. If I just had more money, then I would do this. I want to tell you something. All thoughts are a choice. I would encourage you to look at those thoughts in your mind and decide if they're healthy. Are they high quality thoughts or are they just junk food? I like to picture it as if we're going to the salad bar at Jason's Deli. But instead of carrots and broccoli and cauliflower in those containers, it's thoughts. Which thoughts are you going to choose that feed that most powerful asset you have in all of life, your brain? Think about that when you're tempted to choose those unhealthy, low-quality thoughts that don't serve you. Okay, so what do you do about it? First of all, you have to have some awareness of what's going on up there in your mind. We all have between twelve and 60,000 thoughts every single day. And of those thoughts, 80% of them are negative. Most of them are thoughts we repeat day after day after day without question. And I hear you. You're thinking, oh, no, not me. I'm a positive person. Listen, I used to think that too. I tried to be a positive person. I thought I was. But look, we are all human. We all have human brains. Brains that are hardwired to seek pleasure, avoid pain, and conserve energy. Remember that motivational triad we learned about like in fifth grade? Your brain likes the path of least resistance, even if it doesn't serve you. It would rather not work at learning something new, even if it costs you what you really want. So you have to decide which of those thoughts you want to hang on to, or if it's time to let some go. And you have to give your brain direction. Ask it better questions. Give it better questions to find the answers to. It loves to solve problems. Override that primitive part of your brain and create a path you want to travel that excites you. You don't live by default mode any longer. Show up. Show up as your very best self. And stay on that path until you get the result you desire. Don't give up when your brain tries to convince you how hard it will be. You need to learn to manage all emotions, not just seek out that dopamine hit from being happy. And learn to control the things in your life that you have control over. Your thoughts, your feelings, your actions, and the results. And give up trying to control all those external things outside of you. I have a whole checklist on my website that you can download that will give you the 10 skills you can master in order to achieve excellent mental hygiene. And you have to practice those skills daily. 
Just like you can't brush and floss once and think you're going to have good dental hygiene. It's the same with your mind. You are human and those unhealthy, low quality thoughts will continue to show up. You have to learn to manage them. And just like with our dental health, when you brush and floss regularly, when you have regular evaluations, you will prevent disease. When you practice these skills of excellent mental hygiene, what you're going to notice is you're going to recognize your thoughts and the way that they've managed a situation after it's occurred. But then the more you practice them, you're going to start to recognize them in the moment as a situation is happening. And soon you'll get to the point where you'll see these situations coming and you'll be preventive about them also by simply practicing these skills. Look, there was a time in my life several years ago when I stepped back and I looked at it and it did not reflect back to me the way that I saw it in my mind, the way I wanted it to look. I was off track and I had no idea how to get back. It was only when I started learning and practicing these mental hygiene skills that things started to improve. So go over to my website, BethHeilmanCoaching.com and grab a copy of the mental hygiene checklist for yourself and connect with me on Instagram or Facebook. Let me know how well it's working for you. I cannot wait to hear from you. Now join me back here next week for more. Have a beautiful week, my friends. Hey, have you had a chance to download your free copy of my mental hygiene checklist yet? Visit BethHeilmanCoaching.com to get your copy. It teaches you the practical skills you need to achieve the same level of excellent mental hygiene as your dental hygiene. Don't miss out on this valuable resource for both your personal and professional growth.